Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got uh, Emma. Hello. Sava. Sava bien, et toi? Ah, Sava bien aussi. Si. And making his first appearance of the season, I think, is Adam. Hello. How are you? Good, thank you. Yeah, good, thank you very much. So, uh, we are talking the day after England played Poland in the World Cup qualifiers so we're going to be talking about uh, World Cup qualifiers in Europe and beyond uh, we're going to be talking about the plans for a biannual um, World Cup uh, we're going to talk about bits and bobs of leagues that are returning back this weekend both in Europe and in England so uh, we are going to start with uh, yesterday's World Cup qualifier which was Poland won, England won um, Harry Kane with a rather lovely goal after 72 minutes uh, and then uh, not Stefan Szymanski, that's the guy that wrote Soconomics. Somebody else called Szymanski. He scored a 92nd minute equaliser um, with an assist from uh, Robert Lewandowski. So um, it was Harry Kane's 15th consecutive goal in qualifiers, and he's now the fifth highest on the all time goal scores list for England. That was his 41st goal. It was a lovely goal, wasn't it, Adam? Yeah, it wasn't bad. People blaming Chesney, I think that's a little bit unfair. I thought that the first time I saw it, and then if you there's a certain angle where you can see just how late it bends. Yeah. But at first, it does look like Chesney should get there. I can see why people thought that originally. Yes. Um, was Kyle Walker at fault for the equaliser? Um, to the extent that he got that, that he got turned inside out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't suppose you can help someone being taller than you, can you? But wasn't Carl Walker? Carl Walker just got he got absolutely done, wasn't it? It wasn't it was it wasn't to do with height, was it? Am I misremembering? No, it wasn't. It wasn't out jumped. He was sort of in the wrong place and not doing the right thing. But wasn't Carl Walker beaten on the wing? It was Luke Shaw who didn't win the header. But Luke, oh, was it? Sorry. But okay. also Luke yeah. Shaw was coming off his man. One of the centre backs should have. Luke Shaw was covering a different person and then came across to try and get there. Um, uh, it, it certainly wasn't Luke Shaw's fault, no. uh, but I think you you accidentally diagnosed Carl Walker as the fault of the problem because I think he was the one who just got uh, turned inside out that caused the first. Because it just England were defending so comfortably throughout the whole game, and mm. then just that last sort of the prelude to that goal just turned into a bit of a scramble. The, the, the only time they didn't look comfy, I don't think, was that uh, goal kick that Jordan Pitford took, or that kick that Jordan Pitford took that was charged down, um, which he had to scramble and get. I thought, other than that, but even then, even then, he got he. There was never any danger of that. He quite comfortably scooped that up before it was 
it was going in, right? It was a mis- obviously a mistake, but... Mm. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was quite a good game, actually, did you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Poland offered, offered something. I thought England played what's increasingly been noticed some really nice football. It's quite on brand for them. It's disturbing. Yeah. When the equaliser went in, I wasn't... I mean, it was annoying that we let a goal in at the very last sort of moment in injury time. But I think given where England are at the moment, I wasn't that upset with it because I think, you know, there's no sort of great panic there or anything like that. Did you feel the same or... I was a little bit frustrated because... I don't think there was there's any panic still, but if England had had just held on to win that game, we basically I, I know we already are basically qualified, but we literally would be <laughs> as good as there, right? With games against Andorra and San Marino still to play, and yeah. a, what would have then been what an eight point lead over over Poland? Yeah, so we are on sixteen points. That's four clear of Albania and five ahead of Poland in third place. Yeah, um, the so we could have, so we could have been six oh, points six points clear of Albania. Yeah, um, not Albania. Is, is it Albania? Or is it not Hungary? Albania in no Albania. Uh, Hungary fourth. Okay, so we would have been, could be cl- six points clear of Albania with four games to play, but two of them against against San Marino and Andorra. Um, did the lack of substitutions trouble you? Um, yes, because England. It's not like England. Is when I watch Everton play, I, I, I'm. I hope for the day that they don't bring on subs because the bench is so poor. Um, <laughs> England don't. England don't have that problem. There's a we've got a, an abundance of talent in lots of different positions. Um. We could have bought someone on. It did seem a bit weird uh, not to bring on at least a fresh pair of legs. You could make a like-for-like substitution. You don't have to change it tactically. You just bring a new sort of fresher personnel, couldn't you? Yeah, I suppose you could argue, like, if you're just... Uh, again, I suppose if you're just if you're going to make substitutions for the sake of it, though, and especially if they were just attacking ones, what was the point, sort of... Grealish was doing a good job of getting of drawing fouls and and carrying the ball. Sterling was causing them all sorts of problems. Um, I suppose the main area you maybe would have looked to would have been potentially at fullback, maybe in central midfield. But I'm not sure who was on the. I know I don't I don't remember seeing the bench, so I don't know who was on the. Uh, I guess Trent would have been on the bench, wouldn't he? And Trippier. Trippier was definitely on the bench because he got in a scrap at half-time. He did, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you about that. What did you make of that? Um, I don't understand how VAR can watch someone grab someone's Adam's apple and not think that's a red card. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Kyle Walker has claimed he's been racially abused by Camel Glick as well, hasn't he? He has, yeah. Um, that, uh, which I, I was going to say irrelevant. I mean, it's still relevant, but it, VAR, I, I don't expect VAR to pick up on that, but it's grabbing someone by the Adam's apple... Yes. And, and pulling it as well, like pulling his neck skin. Like, it wasn't discreet. No, and it was actually quite it's sort of close to the referee as well, wasn't it? Yeah, well, the referee apparently saw it, and for some reason, what they'd also decided that Harry Maguire, who was outraged at his booking, 
Yes. I reckon <laughs> Harry Maguire spent a good 12 minutes of half-time just furious about that. Seething, walking in a big <laughs> circle around the changing room. <laughs> Emmy, you haven't seen any of this, then? I don't do international football. I mean, you don't do international. I didn't do World War Two, but, you know, I sort of have seen footage of it. <laughs> Why would I search out England highlights? Because, you know, you're coming on a podcast that would talk about England. I didn't think I was coming on this podcast, to be fair. Oh, did you? Okay, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) If you did did know you were coming on, would you have watched it? I still wouldn't have done it. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so that's England. Then, as I say, they're top of Group I, four points clear of Albania and five clear of Poland. Uh, In Group E, Wales had a rather disappointing nil-nil draw uh, with Estonia after they got that 3-2 win in Belarus. Um... Estonia winless in Group E, uh, and they're ranked 110th in the world. Um, uh, Belgium are top of um, Group E, having played six games, uh, and then in second and third place uh, on seven points each is the Czech Republic and Wales. So Wales will see that as an opportunity missed, uh, although they do have one game in hand on the Czech Republic and uh, two in hand over the Belgians. Um, Adam, do you see any of this? How do they have so many games in hand? I don't know. It seems very strange, doesn't it? I mean, was something caught off of COVID, maybe? Perhaps. Hmm. Um, in Group F, it was Austrian or Scotland won. Lyndon Dykes with a penalty after VAR intervened. Uh, so Scotland are second in that group. They swapped places with Israel because uh, Denmark, who are top of the group, they beat Israel 5-0. So top of Group F is uh, Denmark on 11 points, then Scotland... Uh, sorry, on 18 points, then Scotland on 11, Israel on 10, and Scotland and Israel play to the next. So a win over Israel really would help Scotland. Um, someone on Football Weekly this week, I don't know if you heard it or not, Adam, but saying that Denmark could well be dark horses for a semi-final spot next year. Is that based on the bold claim that they got to the quarterfinals of the Euros? Or the semi-finals of the Euros? Semi-finals, Yeah. Yeah. And I guess they're a little bit unlucky to lose that, weren't they? Because uh, Sterling's theatrics. Don't know who you're on about. <laughs> he was clattered into, wasn't he? Um, what was I? I saw. I saw somewhere this the Scotland win described as their greatest perform, their greatest result in like thirty years. So, I mean, to be fair, they've had some terrible performances in those thirty years. I guess haven't they? Well, yeah, because before that, their greatest. Their greatest performance in the last thirty years was a nil-nil draw at Wembley last in the summer. So, <laughs> I mean, it's thirty-one years now, but I do remember them losing to Costa Rica in the World Cup. Hey, at least they went to a World Cup. That's true. That's very true. Uh, okay, in Group A, Republic of Ireland won Serbia one. Um, Republic of Ireland relying on a very late uh, Milinkovic own goal after. Sergei Milinkovic-Savic uh, put Serbia ahead. 12 games without a win under Stephen Kenny now for Ireland, who they seem to have waited a long time for, this guy, didn't they? Um, they brought Mick McCarthy in after Martin O'Neill, and I think he was only in temporarily till Stephen Kenny became available after playing for his club team. And then it's all going a little bit south for them. It is. I don't want to cast aspersions, but without England, the, like, the rest of the, <laughs> the British Isles and Ireland are rubbish, aren't they? So if we were going to do, a, I mean, years ago, you'd say a combined British Isles team would be 10 Englishmen and Ryan Giggs. What would you have now? I mean, are you, are you considering the Republic of Ireland being part of? Well, politically, no. <laughs> Not picking up that hot potato. 
but just for fun, say it was like a British and Irish lion situation. Yeah. Who would you have? Would you have Andy Robertson in his fullback ahead of Luke Shaw? No, obviously not. <laughs> a rat. rat. Okay, if he wasn't a rat, would he? Yeah, but he's just bad for team morale, isn't he? Okay, so who else would you have? Gareth Bale? Where would you fit him? Well, he wouldn't play, would he? What, in a combined team? No. No? Well, so would you play him instead of Sterling or Greedish? I don't think you would, Emma. What do you, what do you reckon? Um, it wouldn't, you wouldn't pick any of them, would you? Not even Ratty, Andy Robertson? Well, I wouldn't. Aaron Ramsey would make the squad. Yeah, okay. The squad. It, look, we can get rid of Jordan Henderson. What? Oh. No. No, we don't do that. Oh, then I take your point, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, we don't do that whatsoever. Sign him up. <laughs> you monsters, the pair of you. <laughs> uh, okay, well, in the Irish group, then, Group A, Portugal are top on 13 points. They beat Azerbaijan 3 0. Serbia kicking themselves because they were top of that group um, with that late own goal. They're now on 11 points. Um, third place in that group is Luxembourg on six points, and then it's Ireland with two points. Uh, I, don't the... think, I don't think Luxembourg have ever, have ever had six of anything. Do you not? No. Do you think they've had six stage wins in the Tour de France? Definitely not. What, even with both the Schlecks? Stage wins, okay, maybe stage wins, yeah. Yes, that's what I meant, sorry. Not, no, you did say stage wins. <laughs> did I? Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, and in Northern Ireland, they... Oh, Emma, you know when I did that thing last week where I kept saying Sunderland? Uh-huh. I've done it again. Uh, Switzerland! <laughs> Can you just stop writing Estland on stuff? I need to, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Northern Andrew <laughs> with Switzerland. Uh, Bailey Peacock Farrell saved the penalty from Harry Seferovic. So, uh, in that group, Italy top on 14 points after they beat Lithuania 5 0. Um, and then Scotland are on. Uh, God. Switzerland <laughs> are on 8 points. And then Northern Ireland, at least I didn't say national assurance, uh, they're on 5 points. It's 70. So is, is that Italy like is that Italy's like millionth game avoiding defeat or something like that now? Probably. I don't think they've uh, been defeated. So I don't think they lost it at the weekend, did they? So I imagine so. Um, okay. So what else we got in Group G? Uh, a Memphis the pie hat trick helped the Netherlands beat Turkey six one. Um, and Akasta Siunchu red card. He's not had the best of starts for a season, has he? He's got uh, Manchester City at the weekend. Um, so the Netherlands are top of that group on 13 points and then it's 11 points with Norway and then Turkey. Uh, Norway beat Gibraltar 5-1. In Group J, uh, Germany on 50 points, four clear of Armenia after a 4-0 away win over Iceland. Group H, Croatia are first. Um, then it's Russia. They both won and both on 13 points. Group D, France on 12 points. That's seven clear of the Ukraine. Um, group B, Spain beat... Who did Spain beat, Emma? They beat... I, I a country that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. So they beat Kosovo 2-0, but nobody was allowed to say their name, were they? No, because the Spanish state do not recognise Kosovo to be an actual country. Oh, is this is this again, where they don't even put the... Yep. Uh... They had to go to Kosovo this time as well. That's really awkward, that isn't it? How do you go to the place that doesn't exist? Exactly. 
Well, Area 51. Yeah, it's so, so Area 51, hey, Chris, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the neighbours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know who it was, but some poor guy was, uh, some poor Spanish player was doing a press conference and he had to get through the entire press conference without saying the word Kosovo. Um, yeah. Which he I did. Think it was Sarabia. It was, it was awkward. Do they, I think do, it was Sarabia. Do they call it something else or do they do you just have to refer to them yep. by like, just by like pronouns, just like they and. Yeah, <laughs> they just, they just, they, they just don't say Kosovo. So, um, if they, if so, so if I stood up in the press conference room, I went, where are you right now? <laughs> Probably right here, of course. <laughs> where do you think? I'm in a room. Yeah. What I'm country would you, you say this room is in? Somewhere Imagine in there's no Europe. countries. <laughs> yeah. that, would be, that would be the result, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's what you'd have to say, is that borders are just a construct. <laughs> <laughs> They're just a concept, yeah philosophical under yeah come on expand your mind so is this is this your fault emma that they're not allowed to say the word kosovo my fault yeah i recognize kosovo as a country <laughs> yeah because it helps you oh, catalonia though isn't it <laughs> <laughs> is this why spain don't recognize it the state of the state of catalonia recognizes kosovo <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're twinning with them <laughs> so is this why spain won't recognize kosovo because of the basque country and uh, catalonia do you know what? I don't know. Probably not. I think it's just probably because they're not a real country. Oh, where is he? What? Uh, no. We can't be a real country. They won't let us be a real country. <laughs> uh, okay, right. Uh, so that was Spain and um, Sweden are in second points in group, uh, second place in group. We are nine points, four behind Spain. Uh, they lost 2-1 to Greece. So... What else have we got around the world? So, Comnibol, weirdly, Comnibol are playing tonight. Bearing in mind there's Premier League games in two days' time, and I guess La Liga or uh, um, and Liga are playing tomorrow night. So, uh, doesn't Brazil, matter. They uh, wouldn't be allowed to play in them anyway. No, that's true. Uh, Brazil and Argentina. Uh, Brazil both play the game less than the rest. So, Brazil 21 points, Argentina 15. And it's, Why have they played the game less than, less than the rest, Chris? Uh, well, because the. Um, <laughs> They didn't do COVID protocols properly. Emma, I've forgotten that bloody YouTube video. What YouTube video? Sash. DJ Sash. Oh, again? Again. God damn it. Chris. Uh, Ecuador in third. Job. I know. I have to wait till the next month. We do all this again in four weeks' time. Oh, um, Ecuador in third place on 13 points and uh, Uruguay in uh, fourth place with 12. So... Um, Brazil versus Peru is tonight. Then it's Argentina versus Bolivia and Uruguay versus Ecuador. So yeah, the um, the banter is fun at the weekend. Did either of you watch that? I saw bits of it. I yeah, I sort of saw bits of it. I, I did really enjoy the training session afterwards. Did you watch that? Yeah, it was it was wild. The whole thing was just crazy. Yeah, it was. I, um, um, I've never seen anything like that happen before. Well, the uh, it, uh, it's it's a f- really really weird concept, wasn't it? it? Just the fact that these people run on the pitch, nearly got into a fight with Torreira, <laughs> didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they um, uh, and then there was a lot of chatting around. It. And Messi was saying, "Why didn't you do this three days ago?" He's got a point. I think he probably has got a point. I mean, it's nice seeing Messi chat to Danny Alves again, wasn't it? Yeah, it was adorable. 
yeah, that was very, very sweet. But, um, yeah, the training session was great fun. Did you see the goalkeeper smash one in from um, however far out? <laughs> it was I quite good. I that happened to every postponed game now. Well, you just... have to go off for, like, because it floodlight failure or it rains too much. Just want a team to come out and just smash balls about. I thought they took it quite seriously, the training session. I was they hoping... did, didn't they? Yeah, I was hoping for more Rabonas or sort of Travellers or <laughs> Samba football. Just bring out all of your skills. Just make this a skills contest. Exactly. I, I would at least hope that what they did. But yeah, no, they sort of decided to take it boringly serious. Yeah, which... right. Yeah, I mean, imagine if that would have been under Dunga. That would have been sort of like doing laps or something, wouldn't it? <laughs> Uh, okay, so um, in the CONCACAF region, Canada beat El Salvador 3-0, Panama drew 1-1 with Mexico, and Honduras lost 4 at home to the USA. So um, Mexico are on 7 points, and then 5 points each are um, uh, Canada, United States, and Panama in that order. Uh, okay, right, in the African region... Um, in Group D, Ivory Coast beat Cameroon 2-1, thanks to two goals from Sebastian Allaire. So um, Ivory Coast the top on four points. Then it's Cameroon and Malawi both on three. Uh, in Group H, Senegal are top on six points after they beat uh, Dr. Congo 3-1. Sadio Mane and Ishmael Assar scored. Uh, group C, Nigeria 2, Cape Verde 1. So Nigeria six points after two games. Uh, group A, Algeria 1, Burkina Faso 1, both on four points. But Emma, that wasn't the most fun game in the group, was it? No, Djibouti versus Niger. Yes, tell us about that then. What a game. That was good fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. So, I enjoyed the highlights. <laughs> I enjoyed the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> if you're not aware, African World Cup qualifiers are streamed live on the on FIFA's YouTube channel. So, well, someone's going to watch them, I guess. Yeah, well, I, honestly, it was fabulous. Um, so Djibouti took a lead and went in 1-0 at half-time. Um, and then three goals in the first sort of 15 minutes or so. So two goals and assists for Adebayor, not that one, uh, for Niger. Um, and then the Niger players, all very, very angry, even though there were 3-1 up. A substitute got sent off while he was warming up. The referee heard some descent from about 50 yards away. He got sent off. And then there was a couple of fouls where the Niger players really overreacted. Uh, they scored a fourth. Djibouti got one back, that free kick. It was an excellent free kick. It was, wasn't it? It was very good. That was mm. Messi-esque almost. Really was. Uh, Sorry, what? Uh, this this has gone beyond a joke. Both of you have seen this. Yeah, yeah. And then, can I the, ask why? Uh, it was streaming free during work time. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just, okay. Sorry, I should have been more specific. <laughs> Emma, why have you seen this? <laughs> <laughs> well, because Chris sent me a link to a YouTube video of the highlights and I watched it. Uh, yeah, and the Niger players after the game, even though they won, tried to start a fight with the Djibouti players. It was all very good fun to watch. Uh, and then you sh- uh, sh- uh, do you feel left out? Should I send you the link before recording, Adam? No. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only international football I'll do. <laughs> That's the only one you've seen. Yeah. Uh, in Group B, Tunisia beat Zambia 2-0. Uh, so Tunisia got six points, Zambia got three. And in Group F, Angola uh, lost one at home to Libya. Libya, six points after two games. And Egypt have got four. 
Um, in Group A of the Asian Champions League, uh, Iran have got six points, South Korea four points, United Arab Emirates have got two, so Korea beat the Lebanon 1-0, and the local derby of Iraq versus Iran uh, finished 3-0 to Iran. Uh, in Group B in Australia, uh, sorry, in Group B, Australia and Saudi Arabia top on six points, uh, and then Oman and Japan are both on three points. Um and Vietnam beat, uh, sorry, lost 1-0 to Australia. Vietnam were very good in that game. I watched that one. They were sort of kind of 10 men behind the ball, um, but they did sort of defend very resolutely. Uh, but they lost just the 1-0 to Australia. Amman lost 1-0 to Saudi Arabia. Uh, and Japan, after their loss at the weekend, they lost, uh, sorry, they beat China 1-0, who basically had 11 men behind the ball uh, and no plan B. Um, and a quick shout out to Vietnam, who played two left backs in the same position at the same time. That's revolutionary. <laughs> it was a very strange lineup. If you go back through my um, photos on Twitter, you'll see the lineup that I tweeted out. Uh, okay, right. So, bits and bobs of news. And we come to Arsene Wenger, who has today said that he is, quote unquote, 100% convinced that a biannual World Cup would work. Um, He's an well- absolute monster. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to ask. 2004 Arsenal yes. at Arsenal, whether he was absolutely convinced that a biannual World Cup would be the best thing for his players. He did say that even as a club manager, he would like this format. <laughs> I don't believe that for a moment. <laughs> I promise you that now I work for FIFA, I would have agreed with this even when I didn't work for FIFA. Yeah. So he says that uh, the World Cup would take place in years when there are even numbers uh, and in the years where there are odd numbers, uh, the... Um, individual confederations would host their own tournaments like the Copa America or the Euros. Um, there would be one or two months set aside for international qualifiers. That would be uh, October and or March. Um, the thinking behind this is a biannual World Cup increases FIFA revenues because FIFA only makes uh, money one year every four, which is, of course, when they have a World Cup. Uh, and the idea is to put that revenue back into developing nations to increase the game in poorer regions and to uh, incentivise and enfranchise uh, poorer nations and poorer uh, individuals into playing. UEFA president um, Alexander Seferin has hinted that both UEFA and Comnibol could boycott this. Um, and the Liga president Javier Tabas has said this would disrupt domestic leagues. Um, does anyone see the logic behind what FIFA proposed with regards to uh, putting the money back into sort of developing nations. And can... you, mean, you mean bribing them? <laughs> Is it a bribe if your job... Well, that's, is... how FIFA, that's how FIFA money works, right? That's how, how, how do you think Sepp uh, Blatter managed to maintain presidency for all those years? Oh, I agree with you. Promise, I... money to, promise money to African countries and all of a sudden the whole of Africa votes for you. Uh, but at the same time, all of Africa then gets um, improved infrastructure and facilities. I mean, it's kind of a quid pro quo, isn't it? Yeah, assuming that money doesn't disappear in brown envelopes and backhanders. Yes, presuming it doesn't. No, uh, I, I guess that some of that revenue would filter its way down into individual. I projects. mean, I've read the stories of Jack Warner. I know where some of that money goes. <laughs> Did it not all end up building um, a stadium in a shantytown somewhere? A stadium in a shantytown or a stadium and a shantytown? In a shantytown. Oh, okay. I was like, um, why would he build a shantytown? 
I mean, Chuck Blazer had an apartment for his cats. <laughs> he did, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very much against the World Cup every two years. I think there's something very special about it being four years. However, I am not against increased FIFA revenues being used for developing the smaller nations. And I didn't really have a problem with what Sepp Blatter was doing, so long as that money ended up... Did you hear that, guys? Just so... clip that bit out. <laughs> so long I as didn't that... have a problem with what Sepp Blatter was doing. So long as that money ended up in the right areas, which, of course, it obviously didn't. A huge um... caveat, isn't it? <laughs> Anyone see anything positive in this? No. No? You don't want to see poorer nations become better at football? No. <laughs> you don't why not I, I, I really don't no. no fuck those smaller nations so the little brown people should know where they belong oh why have they got to be brown people Chris why did you do that that was very naughty of me I'm sorry uh <laughs> No, I can't. See, uh, uh, Adam's right. Two thousand four, Arsenal Wenger would not have been for this whatsoever. I quite like the the. Um, I quite like the idea of qualifying just being over and done with in one little bit. Yeah, uh, it's a good idea, but players that play international level are going to be broken very quickly, aren't they? Mm. Um, I think if I'm honest, but <clears throat> I wouldn't have. Too much like I would say if it is if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, and scarcity is the thing that makes you enjoy something. But I think that if I'm honest, I quite like I really like tourna- international tournament football. Mm. Do I care if that's the Euros or the World Cup? If the Euros stopped existing and there was just two a World Cup every two years. I don't think I'd be that disappointed about that. Okay. The whole idea of having the other tournaments in the gaps just seems exhausting. Or what, like the Confederations Cup and things like that? Well, no, having a World Cup and then on odd-numbered years having the Euros. Oh, OK, yes, sorry, I understand. Yeah. Um... Did they expect us to believe, though, that FIFA are poor on a year which doesn't have a World Cup in it? It's the only year that they make any money at all get I, any profit I at really all. can't see that being true I have heard this in multiple places from very clever people far more clever than me that that is actually the case do they all work for FIFA you know they've got a huge budget surplus Chris right you know they've got like a they've got literally billions of dollars in the bank which they could give to poor <laughs> countries <laughs> but, you, but they're probably but scared they, of you so they don't they keep for emergencies <laughs> they should be <laughs> Uh, so why do I keep hearing that they only make a profit one year in four? Because that's what they want you to think. I, but I'm not hearing that from FIFA people. I'm hearing that from... Aren't you? No, I'm hearing it from... You, maybe the no, FIFA people you're, you're are hearing it from those people. You're hearing it from Arsene Wenger, who happens to be. <laughs> he wears a badge that says not FIFA person. <laughs> I hear it from podcasters on Football Weekly. You were told by FIFA that they're poor? No, they're not very friendly to FIFA on Football Weekly. I don't believe it, anyway. Adam, you know the people on Football Weekly. Are they likely to be shills for FIFA? Uh, um, 
Sorry, I'm too busy trying to work out how much money FIFA has. <laughs> when you're counting it. Surely if they only make profit for you. Google. Oh, okay. Think of the biggest number you possibly can. <laughs> Double. And then times it by itself. <laughs> I'm also reading about how they make money from the selling the game FIFA as well. So Then that, there's one of those every year. So they're not poor. No? No. Okay. Maybe it'd be a good thing if you know if you want to actually improve football, it would be just to have the World Cup every four years, just like normal. But in England, especially, maybe get rid of one of your cup competitions because oh, it's I stupid. I agree with you. I think- and then have an actual off season so players can rest. I mean, this is over. A, this the article I found is over a year old. Granted, but. You do well to spend one point five billion dollars in a year, so that's how much they had in the bank. Okay. That doesn't sound poor to me. <laughs> doesn't sound poor to me, but you know, I was just repeating what I heard elsewhere. I'm just a man that writes things down and says them. I don't, you know, I don't do. You got you two are there for the analysis. I'm just there for the reading things out. I'm just here to be argumentative. No, you're not. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, so I quite like the four every four years. There's a, a specialness in it being every four years. Um, I'd be quite happy if you stayed that way. Having all the qualifying and like just having like a month at the end of the season rather than in the middle of it to have all the qualifying probably not a bad idea. Yeah, I can sort of see the logic behind that. Okay. Uh, well, the other thing, one of the things that come out this week is people have been writing about um, removing the three o'clock. Uh, blackout in this country uh, so people can watch Cristiano Ronaldo play football this weekend. Um, Have you read about that, Adam? I have. What do you think? Um, uh, I think that it's... um, I think that it's a bad idea to get rid of it, but... um, I'm not sure if I. I'm not sure if I actually believe the reasons why people say that they should they shouldn't get rid of it. And also, in a world where people can stream things all the time, I'm not sure how effective it still is nowadays. Wait, why is it a bad idea? Because when I lived in your country, and if I wanted to watch Barcelona and they kicked off at three, I you couldn't. Could yeah, the first fifteen minutes of it, and then it cut off. And no, you should be able to understand first... why that would affect. A game you, from La Liga. That's wrong. You shouldn't have been able to watch the first 15 minutes of it because the blackout's supposed to start at 2.45. No, no, no. I could watch the first 15 minutes. Well, that's when the blackout's when supposed to start. I don't know why that was. Um, so they set... The difference is that no other country, especially sort of if you're looking in Europe and you, you has a such a... Um, sacrosanct time for when football is supposedly played Um, so beyond sort of the games that get moved for TV in the Premier League and the occasional game in the Championship nearly every game of football that happens in this country happens Saturday at 3 o'clock 
Yeah, but why should that mean that I can't watch <clears throat> FC Barcelona? Because you can go and watch AFC Wimbledon instead. Who, why would I do that? Uh, because they're a grassroots sport around here. Because you can't watch Barcelona. Exactly. That's not the point, though, is it? I'm not going to go and watch Wimbledon because I can't watch my football team. I want to watch my football team. And if I can't watch my football team, then I'm going to illegally stream it when you could be making money from me doing it. Emma, you can't say things like that on a podcast. They'll have the police knocking on your door. Let them... Well, the British police, I don't, they're not going to travel. Do you not think? <laughs> have you seen their budget, Chris? <laughs> it's true. Um, uh, the idea being that people seem to, like, no other sort of second or third, fourth tier and below has anywhere near sort of the level of attendances that British football has. And they're the attendances that they claim they're trying to protect. <clears throat> and it's not even the sort of the bulk of those attendances that makes the money for those clubs because... Uh, they survive on their sort of ev- their game every two weeks at three o'clock. And they do that by through the average, through the punter who turns up on the door and buys a ticket because season ticket money comes all up front at the beginning of the season. And um, they're the people, the sort of ca- slightly casual fan who might go and watch Gillingham play or even lower than that. But they say wouldn't go if they could watch potentially wouldn't go if they could just watch Man United on TV. There you go. Emma? If you want to go and watch your football club, you will go and watch your football club no matter what. I don't think because some guys just randomly decided to go is going to keep a club afloat. I don't... Not one person, but if... If it's not going to be thousands, 20, though, is if, it? It doesn't. Does it necessarily need to be thousands? If you, if if it's twenty people over twenty four games mm. at twenty quid a ticket, that, in terms of their budget, that or that turns into quite a lot already. Well, can't they do this another way by I don't know putting those games on TV and making some money out of it, streaming them on their club website? So people could watch. And making them pay for it. I don't know. <laughs> well, you've already said that you, there's ways to not pay for it. So how do you then make it? <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, right. Let's move on then. So um, Javier Tebas, uh, the um, head Fascist. of... Sorry? He's a fascist. Okay. Carry on. Uh, the head of... Um, is, does he like Chris Waddle's tweets? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the head of... Um, oh, Adam, if you were listening last week, uh, go to Chris Waddle on Twitter and have a look at his likes. Is it... Are they all Matt Letizia? Uh, they, I mean, they make Matt Letizia look like a sort of wet liberal. Yikes. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Javier Tavas, the head of the uh, La Liga in Spain, for some reason he started an argument with PSG. Uh, he's called them, quote-unquote, enemies and as dangerous as the Super League. Um, PSG General Secretary uh, Victoriano Mar- 
Mazzano, well, Mazzaro, whatever I wrote down, uh, has replied, <laughs> um, I'm surprised you're not focusing more of your attention on the two teams in your league that remain focused on breaking up your league. Um, I was about to say, he needs to look closer to home considering uh, Laporta came out this week saying that the Super League is still happening. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, other bits. Robbie Fowler has left the Indian Super League team East Bengal after they finished a rather disappointing ninth in the league. And Nice versus. Please, Mar- when you say he left as as manager, uh, yes, not not okay. striker. Yes, sorry, you, that wasn't clear. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> as manager. Uh, nice versus Marseille is to be replayed at a neutral venue after the um, ultras came on the pitch. Um, nice have been deducted two points, one of which has been suspended uh, in case anything similar happens. Um, in leagues around Europe and beyond, so after three games in Spain, uh, Real Madrid, Sevilla, Valencia, and Atletico Madrid are all on seven points. So this weekend uh, is Real Madrid versus Celta, Espanyol versus Atletico Madrid, and for some reason, Emma, Sevilla versus Barcelona has got post postponed on the BBC website. What do you mean for some reason? What is it? Uh, we wouldn't... <laughs> neither team would have enough players because of the South American thing. Uh, okay, right, fine. That's right. It didn't say that. It just said postponed. I didn't know the... Yeah, it was postponed because of the international shenanigans. Uh, okay. No, I thought it was going to be like, like Barcelona don't recognise Sevilla as a city. <laughs> Uh, in Italy, after two games, uh, Lazio are top, and then uh, Lazio scored uh, nine goals in those two games. Uh, Lazio, Inter, Roma, and AC Milan were on six points. So it's Sampdoria versus Inter, Roma versus Sassuolo, uh, Milan versus Lazio. Um, and special shout-outs this weekend for Napoli, Juve, and Atalanta, Fiorentina. Uh, in Germany, after three games, Wolfsburg are on maximum points, and then it's uh, Bayer Leverkusen, Bayern Munich, and Freiburg all on seven. So it's uh, Leverkusen versus Dortmund. Uh, RB Leipzig versus Bayern, Freiburg versus Köln, um, and SPVGG Grutherfirth versus Wolfsburg. Adam, you're our Bundesliga expert. Tell us more about them. I've watched zero Bundesliga this season. You're not our Bundesliga expert so far? No. Okay. Is this because it's on Sky and they're refusing to show any of the games? What do you mean they're refusing to show any of the games? Well, BT Sport generally tended to show at least sort of four or five games over the course of the weekend. Um, I think the weekend before the international break, there weren't any on Sky TV. Uh, they were all on the app. Oh, I've got the app. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in France, after four games, PSG are top, then it's Angers and Clermont. So it's PSG versus Clermont this weekend. Uh, Brest versus Angers. Uh, and another South Coast derby. What could possibly go wrong between Monaco and Marseille? Um, in Portugal, it's Sporting versus Porto. In MLS, it's the Cascadia Cup as Portland played Vancouver. Uh, uh, in the Canadian Premier League, it's the 905 derby as Forge play uh, York United. And finally, in Guatemala, it is El Clasico Chapin, C H A P I N. Chapin. Chapin. As, uh, oh my giddy aunt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what did you write down? Communicaciones versus. Okay, Munich. yeah. Is that right? Almost certainly not. Versus Municipal. 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 Have you got a pen and paper there? Uh, Why would I have that? I don't know. I was just going to get you to write down the word for the the letters in Communicaciones. It sounds like Uh, something fans sing when they win a league. It sounds like communication. Yeah, it's like a fancy way of spelling communications. Okay. It sounds like something fans sing when they win a trophy. Communication. Yeah. Uh, 
In the Premier League on Saturday at 12.30 in BT Sport, it is Crystal Palace versus Spurs in the John Bostock derby. Uh, so Spurs, last 12 versus Palace, they've won 10 and drawn 2. Uh, Palace have started the uh, seats with four London derbies, uh, which is a Premier League first. Um, only Chelsea in 05-06 and Man City in 15-16 have started a Premier League season with uh, four wins and four clean sheets. Can Spurs do it? Um, but of course they haven't got a son, has he? Because they injured his calf in international duty. And they don't have any of those players who got deported from. Oh, we've got two players. Still Argentina. They? Was it Lasalso yeah. and don't know the other one. Uh, the c- the centre back they signed. Can't remember his name. Gordon Jury. You know, oh, he wasn't the centre back. That guy. That guy. <laughs> It begins with R, doesn't it? I can only, only a, know Elder World. This is not a strong look. Who doesn't play for them anymore? Oh, does he? Okay. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> Where's he gone? This is not a strong look for us. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just gloss over this quickly and talk about the game then. So, yeah, Spurs have got maximum points so far, haven't they? Palace have uh, drawn their first two games. So, um, I... Have they scored so far? I don't think Palace have scored so far, have they? They bought um, Austin Edward from Celtic to try and rectify that. Um, although if you saw his performance in the old firm, you might not think that it would. Uh, can we see anything other than a, a Spurs win here? Is this going to be a test for um, Nuno? It doesn't really sound like it to me. No? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work out who's, at, who's actually going to be able to play centre-half for them. <laughs> It might generally be a problem. I imagine Joe Roden can play. Sanchez? I mean, he's been to South America. Davidson Sanchez? He's Dutch, isn't he? What? The Colombian Davidson oh. Sanchez? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this really is a good look. <laughs> and they bought it from Holland, didn't they? Can they get yes. Toby Alderold on an emergency loan? I think he's actually got a club, Chris. I don't, I don't... Eric Dyer. I can just... <laughs> Eric Dyer can play centre-half. Yes, there you go. That, we there you go. Yeah, we sound authoritative there. We, we've named two good Scot- two good British players who can play centre-half who won't have this horrible <laughs> travel ban on them. <laughs> uh, oh, God, sorry, I just looked where Alderweireld went. He went to Qatar. Did he? Yeah. Uh, he's going to join the dark side. He has. Well, that's a disappointment. Is he with Xavi? No. Is he not, he's not even done that. No. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, okay, so Palace versus Spurs. Um, are you both going for a, a Spurs win, or can you see some sort of draw or something like that? <laughs> or so, or so, so, some sort of draw or something like that? What, is, is something like that potentially a Palace win? Yeah. The, the only other option available. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's either that or a postponed game. Um, what do we make of Patrick Vieira as a manager? He did okay. I, I saw some reports on Twitter today where, uh, in the in newspaper, well, things on Twitter that were newspaper articles where they were talking about um, someone had clearly leaked somewhere. I can't remember who it was. A different manager had turned already turned down the idea of re- replacing Patrick Vieira after what was quoted as a difficult star. Now, I, yeah, I saw that as well. I understand that they've got they have didn't they play Man City and Chelsea? Uh. I think they did, didn't they? Yes, they did. You're just agreeing with that. You've got zero idea. 
Are you yeah, talking but... about Arsenal? No, we're talking about Crystal Palace. If we say, if I say... Play Manchester City and Chelsea. Yeah, but if I say authoritatively enough to agree with Adam, then it must have happened. But hold on, did, oh, hold on, yeah. but that can't be right, because didn't you say that Crystal Palace have had four London derbies? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you can't even remember what you said. What chance have I got of you getting anything else? Crystal Palace. Okay, in August, they drew 2-2 with West Ham. And then they lost 1-0 to Watford in the uh, League Cup. Uh, and then they drew with Brentford. And they have lost 3-0 to Chelsea. So none of those, including Manchester City. No, so, Man- so Manchester City I made up, but you agreed with. So <laughs> This is a really well put together show. <laughs> no, you made up Manchester City. So, no, I didn't know I made up Manchester City. <laughs> You're trolling I, I would say losing to Chelsea... Drawing with Brentford and West Ham is not a bad start to the season. No, I would say not either. And I guess now they bought I don't the think, I don't think getting knocked out of the EFL Cup in the second round is also the worst thing in the world either. No, you think that was a, a deliberate act? No, not necessarily. I, they, I'm sure they just were shit against Watford. But it's not. It, <laughs> no one's going to lose any sleep over it, are they? No. I don't think so. Do you know what? I'm going to what's, the, what's the best that can happen? You get to the you get to the final and lose to Manchester City. <laughs> I'm going to stick my neck out and say draw. Oh no, it's Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Arsenal versus Norwich, three o'clock in the uh, Arturo Lapoli derby. Um, Emmerich Aubameyang, Pierre. The relegation six pointer. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? Uh, yeah, he's got four goals in two games uh, against Norwich. Um, Arsenal beaten against Norwich since October 2012. And uh, at home against Norwich, Arsenal have scored at least three goals in six out of the last seven. Uh, how many goals have Arsenal scored in the last? How many goals have Arsenal scored in the last three league games? Uh, I don't know, but I know both of them have conceded seven. What? I said I don't know, but I know both teams have conceded seven. Seven what? Goals, I would imagine. Pumpkins. <laughs> yeah, but you don't need you, you imagine, but you, you you're taking a leap of faith there. <laughs> Goals. <laughs> In what? Because a football Arsenal match. Association scored... football. Yeah. Well, but I'm just saying that because I know that Chris is wrong again because Arsenal's goal difference is minus nine. <laughs> right. And I also know for a fact that Arsenal scored zero goals. Oh, man, this is excellent. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm really glad that I ended up being available for this. <laughs> right, OK, you two talk amongst yourselves about this fixture while I try and find what I saw. Arsenal are going to get fucked up, aren't they? <laughs> oh, are they? <laughs> Arsenal did concede, have conceded seven goals in the last three games, if you include the EFL Cup game. Uh, let me have a look here. I don't think they conceded any goals in that game, did they? No, they didn't. I but they conceded, five, it's like they conceded five to Man City and two against Chelsea. I know where I've gone wrong here. I relied on my own counting on the BBC website. I probably included the EFL <laughs> Cup. <laughs> Never rely on your own counting, no, Chris. that's an issue. Uh, okay, so what do we think is going to happen in, in this one here? 
Arsenal are going to get fucked up. It's going to be hilarious if Arsenal lose. Anything other than an Arsenal win is going to be absolutely hilarious. Could you do me a favour? If Arsenal... Are you in London at the moment? Yep. If Arsenal do lose, could you hot-foot it down to the Emirates with your camera phone and film Arsenal Fan TV? Arsenal Fan TV won't be there. It's not at... Is it... Is it the Emirates? Yeah, the Emirates. Okay, then they will be there. Yeah. I hope so, otherwise I've just given you a wasted journey. <laughs> I would go to the game just for the potential lols. Well, I would say, though, Chris, why am I having to go to the Emirates to, with my camera phone to film people who are actively filming themselves? And going <laughs> to That's true. <laughs> it will be on the internet later. <laughs> yeah, Chris, just wait. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same as being there, is it? Like, you know, in the moment. Yeah, but I'm not sure me filming it for you is the same as you being there. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, OK, so uh, Brentford versus Brighton, three o'clock in the Mark McCammon derby. Uh, these teams have never met in the top flight, but they have met in all the other divisions of the um, English pyramid, uh, professional pyramid. Not since Portsmouth in 2003-04 have a promoted team gone four games unbeaten. Um, a big problem for Brighton is their biggest shot taker is Shane Duffy, central defender with eight shots. How many goals has he scored? That I didn't write down. Possibly eight. Possibly less. <laughs> possibly eight. <laughs> it's between eight and zero. <laughs> yes, one of those two. <laughs> I feel like my money's on zero. Mm, I don't know. I think he's going to be a number closer to zero than eight. I think you're right there. Yes, we would have heard a lot more about it if it was closer to eight. <laughs> what? <laughs> If if central defender Shane Duffy had scored with every shot he's had on target, and that that stat also was was more than you could count shots on one hand, I think we'd have heard about it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for Brentford in this one, given Brighton's dearth in front of goal. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Um, is that Brentford? Yeah, I'll do the same. Yeah, okay. Um, Leicester versus Manchester City uh, in the Nicky Nicky Summerby derby at three o'clock. Now, um, Edison obviously can't play because of uh, COVID isolation. Um, Zach Steffen is either injured or isolated because of COVID too. So this could mean Scott Carson playing out up from the back, Pep style, Adam. Yeah. He didn't sign up for that. He didn't, did he? Actually playing a game was probably the one thing he wasn't expecting to do. Mm-hmm. He's got to go out tomorrow and buy a pair of boots. <laughs> yes, isn't he? <laughs> he's never going to break them in in time. <laughs> no, he's going to be having blisters. He's going to get blisters. Yeah. Uh, and he's also got to face Jamie Vardy, who's got 18-10 versus Manchester City, including two hat-tricks. He's not going to have a pleasant time. Is that it? makes that quite. That makes that far less impressive when you actually hear about the hat tricks, because that means that <laughs> that there's been at least six games in which he didn't score a goal. <laughs> He's wasted them all. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Um, yeah. Okay. So, if it is Scott Carson in goal, does that have any bearing on the result? Uh, absolutely, it does. Oh, on the result? No, maybe not. No. Okay. I mean, they might not keep a clean sheet. You think that's all it is? That's the only difference? I think so. Okay, well, look, Leicester at home versus the champions. They've won three and five. um, And the last 11 between these two, there have been zero goals. Leicester have won four. Manchester City have won seven. 
Uh, and Ferran Torres, get him in your fantasy team because he's got five goals and one assist in his last six Premier League games. I'm going to go for a stinky draw here. Really? Mm. But you still have the Turkish guy, right? Oh, that is true. He's had the worst start to a season that's probably possible to have. Yeah, but he's got to get good at some point. Has he? Uh, no. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I watch some players play forever, and I can tell you, but over time, time is not always the deciding factor in someone getting good. <laughs> what about the law of averages? No. No? Absolutely yeah. not. Unfortunately, I don't have an infinite amount of footballs and an infinite amount of footballers. <laughs> okay. So Castor Sainchu is our sort of... Um, so he's our sort of petri dish for analysing this, is he? And it's not coming out very well. Very much so, yeah. Oh dear. Okay. I take it you're both going for Manchester City. Oh, absolutely. Correct. Okay. Of course, this is the official City derby because, you know, there's only one city in the Premier League and it's Leicester. Um... Manchester United versus Newcastle. Uh, no Fred, of course. This is the Peter Beardsley derby at three o'clock. Uh, no Fred back from Brazil, of course. Um, quiz. Mason Greenwood has scored in his first three Premier League games this season. Only three teenagers have done the same. Why they got to be teenagers? So when they're teenagers, it's always Francis Jeffers. Okay, yeah, that's one. <laughs> is it Wayne Rooney? No, it's not Wayne Rooney. Michael uh, Owen. No, not Michael Owen. Theo Walcott. No, okay. So Theo Walcott scored in three consecutive games. <laughs> so, okay, this one is uh, Liverpool Leeds, Manchester City, uh, Cardiff, legend. Just lost his job. Poor man. Robbie Fowler. Yeah. Uh, okay. And the last one, crikey. Uh, Cardiff. Yes, he did play for Cardiff because he didn't make. He couldn't play in the cup final when they got to cup two thousand eight. I think it was. He was injured. Um, and the last one: Arsenal, Chelsea, Bolton, Manchester City, uh, Liverpool, Paris Saint Germain, Besiktas, Nicholas Anelka. Nicholas Anelka. Well done. Uh, okay, uh, how will Manchester United use um, Ronaldo now they've signed him? Are they going to sort of bump? Just, just Green score goals, Chris. <laughs> But they started very well. Is, you know, are they just going to bump this free-scoring Mason Greenwood off for Ronaldo? I can't. Yes. I guess they will. Absolutely. <laughs> Without so much as a care in the world. Yeah. Oh, we got any... Look what they did to our Cavani squad number. They I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was saying last week they wouldn't even let Liverpool um, give uh, uh, Alisson the number one jersey when they signed him because Simon Mingley had it. One rule for one, one rule for others. Um, will there be a Ronaldo sort of kick? It's, it's low-key outrageous that the Premier League let them do that, by the way. It is. Oh, definitely, 100%. Uh, Manchester United... I mean, it doesn't really matter, but it's still ridiculous. Uh, Manchester United have lost one out of 36 at home to Newcastle. Does anyone want to hazard a guess as to um, who was in charge with that one? <laughs> On. Does he have a perm? He does. Looks a bit like most his like. Um, does he? Did he enjoy a lot of Euro trash in Hamburg in the eighties? <laughs> I don't know. Did he? <laughs> well, he played for Hamburg, right? Oh, okay. I didn't know that. 
Are we talking? We, let's make sure we're talking about the same. <laughs> I feel like you're talking about two different people. I'm talking about. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a clue. Sounds. Would like... you love it? Would you love it if he, if he was? No. Just no. Oh, then we are talking about a different person. Which, this no. is excellent. Mavid Doys. Mine sounds like. Oh, in charge of Manchester. I thought you were talking about in charge of Newcastle. No. <laughs> this is this is wow. Why wouldn't you talk about the who was in charge of Newcastle when you're talking about the winner? Oh, okay. Just for the fact <laughs> I mentioned David Moyes is terrible. Well, David Moyes has never had a perm. Do you? I think you don't know what a perm is. Curly hair. I feel like David Moyes probably did have a perm when he was younger. I bet he did. He's a fashion icon, David Moyes. Look at the eighties aging badly Twitter page, and you'll find a picture of David <laughs> Moyes. <laughs> I'm just going to Google David Moyes perm. Okay. <laughs> Uh, can you say either Newcastle or Manchester then for um, who you think is going to win while you're Googling? I mean, it's curly, he's, but it's just Scottish. It's, that's not a perm. <laughs> it's just Scottish. <laughs> wow. He's just Scottish. He looks like an extra in train spotting. He does Excellent. it. Excellent. Does he um, come from North Kilton? Um, oh man! What part? <laughs> oh, fuck, I don't know the northern bit. <laughs> uh, are we all going for Manchester United on this? Yeah. Um, long term, how do you think Ronaldo at United will work out? Is he sort of? Are they going to have to change their shape for him, or is it? I don't think he's going to stay there long term. All right, this season then, or is he? Is, are they going to have to change the way they play for him, or is he just sort of slot in in a particular place? He's just going to play centre forward. That's all. They don't have to do anything terribly tactical to accommodate him. Then um, I imagine. Like every, we I imagine he's going to ruin the team and get in the way. Yeah. Uh, um. Anyone who, uh, yeah, I think you have to let him take free kicks to no avail. And yes. um, everyone who has really enjoyed all those fantasy football points for Bruno Fernandes should now accept that he's not going to take penalties anymore. Yeah, I'm going to make a transfer tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he'll 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 they'll they'll score goals and they'll again, especially against weak, and they'll beat a lot of weak opposition. But I think that if they ever came against anyone really good, they'll be in trouble. Okay, um, did you give us a team, Emma? Who you think's going to win? I think Manchester United are going to win. Okay, uh, Southampton versus West Ham in the Isle Berkovich Derby at three o'clock. Um, Mikel Antonio has scored the system in his last three Premier League games. No player has done this for four consecutive games ever in the Premier League for anybody. Um, in the last seven meetings between these two, West Ham have won six, uh, scoring 15 and conceding just two. And since managerial genius David Moyes returned to West Ham in January 2020, West Ham are one of only four teams to score 100 Premier League goals. It has been Liverpool, Manchester City and Manchester United. Free-flowing Brazil 1970. West Ham under David Moyes ever. It's extraordinary, isn't it? Yeah. How has that happened? Uh, By mistake, I imagine. Do you remember those law of averages we were talking about? (laughs) Okay. It's what it is. It's where it... it... Isn't there just like an alternate universe there? Which we can see into. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, this is actually at St James's Park. Are you, so. Sorry, are you suggesting? I, I, I imagine that it's not at St James's Park. Not St James's Park, St Mary's Stadium. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
been a long day. Um, I like the idea that instead of David Moyes being a good manager and being able to get a team play, um, I think it's more likely that he's managed to rip a hole in the time-space continuum. By accident, obviously. <laughs> he was trying to get his morning a, porridge. You think he spent a long time driving his car at an exact speed? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to... It's at St Mary's, but... Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely Are you not really St... sure? It's definitely not at St James's Park. Um, I'm going to go... That's a long... That is a... If you turn up at St James's Park and realise it's at St Mary's, you're not making it in time for kick-off. Do you think anybody has gone to watch either Exeter or Newcastle and ended up at the wrong stadium? Because they're both called St no. James's Park. Do you not think that's ever happened? No, because they're not those idiots who go to Ghent... But they actually should have gone to Genk. Uh, in a previous life... A lot, of, a lot of claims that some of those idiots did that on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's funny, isn't it? In a previous life, I was involved in distribution of uh, potato crisps. And one of our lorry drivers, instead of going to Tesco in Strood, which is in Kent, he went to Tesco in Stroud, which is in Gloucestershire. Um, he was rather embarrassed, as you can imagine. As he should be. Yeah. Uh, he okay. got fired. I, Quite possibly not. I don't know. Um, then look, it was paid by the hour. And, you know, <laughs> maybe that was what he was doing on purpose. Um, I, reckon, I reckon the whole St James's Park thing might not be impossible. Do you think? I mean, there are, I mean, I'm never going to underestimate the stupidity of the general public. I wonder if they've ever played each other in a league game or a cup game, and someone has gone to the wrong stadium. I just can't imagine anybody being that stupid. Emma. I can. <laughs> uh, Chris and I just had, a, just had a, a conversation about Kevin Keegan and David Moyes at the same time. <laughs> so he's easily done. Yeah. And, mm. uh, and <laughs> I consider the members of this podcast on the higher end of the spectrum. <laughs> Even two very intelligent award-winning podcasters <laughs> can get this the wrong way around sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> okay, often. Did a lot of heavy lifting. <laughs> I'm going to go West Ham in this. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Okay. Uh, Watford versus Wolves, three o'clock still, the Chris Illumo derby. Wolves have had 57 shots this season and zero goals. They need Shane Duffy up front. Um, and that includes <laughs> um, Adama Triore and Raul Jimenez creating eight chances for each other, uh, which is the most of any partnership in the Premier League so far. So um, they need to get their shooting boots on pretty quick, don't they? I mean, goals do win games, yeah. They do. He's right, you know. Um, and if about you know, what? About everything. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go nil-nil draw on this, I reckon. This is last time match of the day for me. Uh, Burnley playing. Not on Saturday. Oh. It's Burnley your default last of match of the day thing. Oh, God, yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, it, should be, it should be written into the bylaws. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going um, last time match of the day, nil-nil draw. I think that sounds about right, actually. Yeah, Adam? Sorry, I'm really struggling to even fake interest in this game. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll move on then. Uh, Chelsea versus Aston Villa, um, half past five on Sky, the Tony Cascarino derby. Tony Cascarino... 
Emma, who represented Ireland a good old 80 times or so and never was never actually qualified to play for them. I don't know if you know this story or not. He wasn't actually qualified to play for them. No, he basically just told Porkies and um, was... No one, no one checked. Nobody checked. Uh, Not even a quick glance at his passport. No, so Tony Cascarino played for the Republic of Ireland uh, for 14 years, played 88 times and scored 19 goals. In a World Cup? Yeah, and was never actually eligible to play for them. Well, all of those results should be expunged from history then. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah, if you played an ineligible player, you'd forfeit that game 3-0, wouldn't you? I guess you would, wouldn't you? Uh, okay, so in October 2000, Cascarino was a subject of national newspaper headlines um, when extracts from his autobiography were published. In it, he revealed that his mum told him in 1996 that she was adopted and therefore no blood relative to his Irish grandfather. Why would you admit it? He said, I didn't qualify for Ireland. I was a fraud, a fake Irishman. He, he still played for another three years. I didn't realise that, 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 that was the reason why. <clears throat> no. I'm not sure that I agree that he shouldn't be allowed to play for Ireland then. Uh, the FAI's chief executive, Bernard O'Byrne, I guess he's Irish, uh, stated that he was shot by the announcement and Cascarino's former manager, Jack Charlton, questioned why he came forward with the information. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good... That's as Emma said. Yeah. Emma and Jack Charlton are on the same page here. Why are you saying that? Uh, Andy Townsend, his teammate, advised him to keep quiet. But I just think that that's... I don't know. I feel like that's downplaying adoption in quite a horrible way. Uh, it is, I guess, a little bit. <laughs> that's the moral of the story. Don't be adopted. <laughs> don't be adopted. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, Chelsea win gives them 600 Premier League wins, which is the second most of anyone. Manchester United way out in front with 689. Uh, Danny Ings, Raston Villa. Um, isn't that isn't that mildly surprising? Uh, no, not really. What, but Chelsea are second? No, I don't think so. They, Considering the Chelsea didn't start... being quite successful. Chelsea didn't... But yeah, but they didn't start that until... Two, they didn't start playing football until 2004, I'm fairly sure. Mm. When the club was created. Well, they, no, they yeah. won the Cup Winners' Cup in 97, so there was still a decent okay. force And there. by winning the Cup Winners' Cup... Yeah. <laughs> How does that mean they had to fare in the league? It means that they were... Which is irrelevant, doesn't it? They won the the FA Cup in 97, so it shows that they were a decent team. They still had, like, Viali and Hullet and Di Matteo playing for them in the 90s. Middlesbrough. Yes, but what I'm saying is they were a good team back then. They had Frank LeBerth in defence. Marcel Desailly was there for a long time as well, remember, wasn't he? And they won games of football. Hmm? I'm just... I I don't think that they were... What I mean is... I think that uh, that there are other teams there. You would think I wouldn't. Chelsea would not have been my first guess. Uh, no, I suppose maybe Liverpool or Arsenal, maybe. Yeah, Arsenal and then Liverpool. Yeah, okay. Um, Danny Ings, Western Villas, in three games, has got two goals and one appearance. And in a show of ultimate loyalty, Romelu Lukaku has got zero goals and eleven appearances at Stamford Bridge. That's very good, isn't it? I can't think they, should that... sell, they should sell him again. <laughs> I can't think he's ever played there as a Chelsea player, is he? Yeah, he missed a... Oh, that was in... No, it was in the Community Shield that he missed a penalty and That was the end for Jose Mourinho. Was it? You think maybe this was the long game all along? You know, I won't score at Stamford Bridge because I know at some point I'm going to go back there. 
What, via West Brom? <laughs> via West Brom, Everton, Manchester United, and Inter Milan. <laughs> it's one hell of a long game. Yeah, you know, this is the sort of um, career that, uh, you know, you have mapped out for you as a youngster. You know, like they talk about Mina Raiola and Haaland going to Spain and then to England. This is sort of like a, a Poundland version. <laughs> Except a multi-million pound version. Yeah. That's true. That's Not true. cheap. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I can't say anything other than a uh, Chelsea and Romelu Lukaku win here. I think he might break that duck at the weekend. Yeah, I think he might. I think he might break something, other other things as well. Well, imagine if this is a record he's incredibly proud of and, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Just goes the whole season without scoring. Exactly. Like 40 goals away from home. What do you think? You think he's he's on the phone to Thomas Tuchel and he's like, "Will you sign for Chelsea?" He's like, "Yeah, but I need to tell you one thing." He's like, "It doesn't matter. It's not this sign." He's like, "No, but this is real. I really think." He was like, "I don't want to hear it, Romley. You do whatever you want." So he gets me top scorer in the league. He still wins the Golden Boot, but he doesn't score any goals at home. That'd I mean, be... I would love that to be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, are we all going for Chelsea in this? To the extent that. To the extent that he becomes their away striker. <laughs> He's not even in the squad yeah, for home games. Not even in, they, yeah, doesn't even make the squad for home games. They play Timo Werner at Stamford Bridge. <laughs> Maybe, tell, I, I think looking at it, Timo Werner might have had the same thing in his contract last season, but, you know, just being cruel. <laughs> did anyone see, talking about that, did anyone see that bit where the Chelsea, Chelsea was stupid enough to have an open yes. four? forum in the tra- in the stadium someone didn't listen listen to last week's program ever we, we've already established <laughs> that you asked us at the beginning <laughs> go on yes tell us this then oh, what happened now, Adam? I'm repeating, but now i'm just repeating what's already been said but know, the answer is yes what yes we... we know but what the fuck was that about <laughs> see he's been repeated with the adam scott allen touch <laughs> With an added swear. With an added swear, yeah. It's um, it's asking for trouble, really, isn't it? Especially asking them questions. And giving them a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Timo. Oh, well, hopefully he doesn't listen to this. Uh, okay, Sunday is... Scored, uh, I love scored you, Timo. for Germany. Scored for Germany yesterday, isn't well. Did he? Yeah. Well, that's it. I you... know you'll come good, Timo. You, you've got it in you. You can do it. Yeah, for, for Bayern Munich. <laughs> yeah. Next year, when Lewandowski's left and he's replaced him. <laughs> uh, okay, on Sunday then, uh, it's Leeds versus Liverpool, half past four on Sky in the Mark Viduka four goal derby. Um, okay, so no Brazilians for uh, for Liverpool, unlike the set of uh, many adult entertainment films. Um, what do we think is going to happen here? Most Salah is on 99 Premier League goals in 161 games. Uh, Leeds and beaten in seven at home. And Patrick Bamford, four goals and one assist in his last seven Premier League games. Is Mo Salah allowed to play because he went to Egypt? I don't think he did, did he? I, I assume he played for Egypt, didn't he? Crying out loud, did he? Is Navigator still in a coup <laughs> zone? And, and, and don't you mean England's Patrick Banford? England's Patrick... Well, he was only England for a bit, wasn't he? Couldn't even score against Andorra. And um, also... The disrespect you're showing Leeds, who are also missing out on Brazilian. Yeah. Oh, Rafina. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry for that like, disrespect, Rafina, if you're listening. I'm just trying to find out where the most salad play. I'm having a bit of a nightmare here, both with 
fantasy football and also um <laughs> uh he must be eligible to play there's no if, if he was ineligible to play do you don't think that, that liverpool football twitter would not be unbearable right now there would be a petition of some sort <laughs> the words, the words, <laughs> to rele- to relax covid restrictions just for him <laughs> uh, i can't see where they played egypt fingers crossed it was egypt is it, why is Egypt a red country? Egypt, I think so. Yeah, he was. He, he is a red country, but I can't see them in the African qualifying games. Oh, well, let's hope then. Um, I think this could be quite a tough game for Liverpool, missing those players that they will be. So I'm guessing it'll be Adrian in goal. Can't even play Naby Keita. Oh, he's going to win. <laughs> Can't even play navigator in midfield ahead of um, Fabinho instead of Fabinho. Oh, that's all they needed to hear. Adrian was in goal. That's yeah. Um, it sounds like Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is going to be involved somewhere. Well, he might. I don't know about him because his wife just had a baby, so he might be away paternally. And imagine the kind of dances he's going to do on that marble floor as well. <laughs> in his socks again. And for the one goal that Turkey did score against the Netherlands in midweek, it came in like the 94th minute of a 6-1 loss. Um, oh, my I also, my I also endearing saw... image was Virgil van Dijk lying on the ground, clutching his leg. I have to say, I saw a story of van Dijk on the floor injured. <laughs> yep. Excellent. <laughs> We're going to lose. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 100%. Adam, make me feel better. I'm trying to... I'm, I'm, in, I'm Googling van Dijk's injury record, injury status. I obviously also want Leeds to win as well. I hope it says super injured. Super injured? (laughs) (laughs) That's just mean. Is it? Virgil van Dijk, Liverpool defender, plays down ankle injury concerns. Oh, there you go. He'll be fine. Oh, it sounds like it's fallen off. But the face he's pulling while he's holding his ankle in this picture does not suggest that it's something he should be playing down. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it was all in vain anyway because Turkey was 6-0 down when they scored, so, you know. Netherlands boss Louis van Gaal says Virgil van Dijk is a little bit injured. A little bit injured. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who saw him have a go at um, a Dutch journalist this week while Memphis Depay choked on his water laughing? Van Gaal? Yeah, that was rather funny. Someone asked him what a question. I can't remember the question that somebody asked him, but Van Gaal's reply lasted about a minute and finished up with Van Gaal saying, you've obviously not recommend, uh, read my book. I recommend you read it. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. That's, that's better than most things, because if you normally annoy Louis Van Gaal, you end up, you, you end up a lot closer to his testicles than you wish you, you hope you could. Well, that, so. or he builds a, an enormous house next to your holiday home in Portugal. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, man will never change. <laughs> but Emma's a huge fan of that house so. <laughs> She's becoming more and more of a fan of it every day mm-hmm. uh, Okay, so Monday, obviously Sky uh, Emma's, Emma's going to rent it out so she can fire fireworks from it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> Google it uh... Airbnb at louisvanhaal.com <laughs> A million uh... points if you get one up his butt <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Monday is obviously the uh, glamour tie that Sky have been waiting for because at 8 o'clock at night it is the Paul Gascoigne derby as Everton play Burnley. Um, Why would you have that on television? <laughs> it's your weekend game. I've no idea. Uh, <laughs> Why would you even have it happening? 
Dominic Calvert Lewin, no player has scored uh, in his first four Premier uh, first four consecutive. Oh God, Dominic Calvert Lewin, no player has scored in the first four Premier League games in consecutive seasons. So he obviously got four last season. He's got three so far this season. So isn't he injured? Oh, he's not going to do it this time either. He was just a little bit injured. Oh, well, like he's, Virgil he's van Dijk. Just a little bit injured. Yeah. Okay, not massively anyway, injured. Fine. Uh, Everton it's got the seven. Type of the game that you could yeah. just simulate on FIFA or a Football Manager and just whatever result came just out. Just put the result out. Don't even yeah. put the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Everton got seven goals in their last three games, though. So they're free scoring. That's as many as they got in their last ten last season under that sort of stodgy Ancelotti ball. Now they've got free flowing Rafa. God love that Rafa ball. Uh, this is your first podcast of the season, Adam. This is your first chance to sort of uh, pass judgment on your thoughts of Rafa Benitez being your team's manager. Now. I, I can't get infused about that, Chris. What the chance? He to still people? doesn't care. Oh, really? I still don't care. No. Oh, uh, okay. So the, I can't sort of get you to talk about it at all. But I've got no. What do you want me to like? How do I, it's really hard to make uh, any more of a. <laughs> hey, really? So you're, what, that was your first thought when you heard him joining. It wasn't sort of annoyance or anything like that. It was just complete ambivalence. Or have you yeah. have you progressed beyond anger to ambivalence? No, there was never any anger. Just ambivalence. Oh, okay. Uh, fair enough. Right. Okay. Um... I kind of felt that. I kind of felt that when Angelotti left. Anyway, so it's just been more and more ambivalence okay right okay so uh well you haven't given us a prediction yet for your team still good news about the away kit though isn't it it's better than barcelona's third kit that's one of the worst things i've ever seen in my entire life it's to be also isn't a third kit supposed to be different from the first kit well that's what i thought as well because it's exactly the same but jazzy yeah too jazzy it's way too jazzy you need sunglasses to look at it. It's hideous. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what do you two think? Hold on, happen? the one I'm looking at is just lilac. No, that's the second kit. That's our away kit. Oh, that does say away, even though I've Googled third. Sorry. Well done. <laughs> oh, hold on, that's not it, is it? Oh, that's a pre-match short sleeve shirt. Looks like some sort of like 1990 screensaver. Take that, but put it in stripes. Which are blue and red. I genuinely can't. The internet doesn't want to show it to me. Oh, my God. Oh, hold on. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) That's someone who's seen it. (laughs) A live reaction there, listeners. Uh, Okay, so what do you reckon to um, this game this weekend, then? Uh, Everton versus Burnley. Nil-nil. Nil-nil. Adam? Oh, we'll win one-nil. You'll win one-nil, okay. Um, Nothing exciting. Don't watch it. (laughs) Are you going to watch it? Just say no. Um, uh, I, yeah, I'll probably watch it. <laughs> okay. Um, right, okay, so that brings us to the end of our podcast. If anyone's got any of the business, have they? No. No. Nope. Oh, this, this kid. 
We'll leave him chuntering in the background. Uh, okay, so we're Man of the Post, part of the Man of the Post network. So Ali and Dave and Simon will be back on uh, Monday to review the games that we've already previewed. Um, we are at Man of the Post on Twitter and on Instagram. You can give us a like on Facebook too. Uh, if you like what you hear, you can rate and review us on our podcast platforms, which will be Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Acast. Um, all future, uh, if you subscribe, all future episodes will fall automatically into your inbox. We've had an influx of more um, season previews this week, so they'll be coming out in alphabetical order. So if your team in the Premier League begins with a W, uh, then I suggest you get scrolling through our feed and try and find uh, whichever podcast relates to your team. So... Uh, Adam, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? Uh, Adam, I say one one. Uh, they can't do that with you, can they, Emma? They better not. No, can't do that anymore. Right, okay. Uh, thank you ever so much. Um, both of you. You're welcome. And always remember to keep your man on the post.